You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Domain Masters. This is Monty Khan, your host. I am very happy to have um, David Castell on my show tonight. David and Michael are the CEO and COO of Castello Cities Internet Network Incorporated. They own an impressive portfolio, including Cost.com, Nashville.com, Daycare.com, Acapulco.com, Rate.com, PalmSprings.com, Sample.com, LagunaBeach.com, Whiskey.com, WestPalmBeach.com, and several others. David and Michael first made their mark developing geo-domains such as PalmSprings.com, LagunaBeach.com, Nashville.com, and Acapulco.com. PalmSprings.com is now one of the most successful geo-domains in the world. In fact, the front page of PalmSprings.com alone generates a million dollars a year in advertising revenue. We'll be right back after a couple commercials and talk to David about his impressive portfolio, the upcoming Associated Cities Geo uh, Auction and Conference in San Francisco, and some tips and tricks that these two brothers have been able to pull off in the domain industry that are made them so successful in the business that everybody would want to learn something. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back with, uh, with David Costello. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. 
Guys, are you suffering from ED? Email delivery problems? Is your email list underperforming? Then let JPG Mail enhance your results. We've got the best in email enhancement products on the web. Our email delivery service will enlarge and maximize the monetization of your data. JPG Mail will fulfill your needs from data acquisition, management, mailing to reporting, and give you the confidence to pick up visitors, enter a URL easily, and download suppression lists to enjoy that feeling of total satisfaction. We'll give you guys the ultimate tools, and we'll show you how to use them. Email enhancement, where you need it the most. JPGmail.com Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes! (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Domain Masters. As I said in my show opener, I'm on with David Costello. David Costello and Michael Costello have built up quite a internet portfolio of domain names, specifically targeted around the uh, geo-type domain names, um, city, state, country names specifically. David, welcome to Domain Masters. Thank you, Monty. Good to be back. Now, we had you on about a year ago, I think uh, right before one of our traffic auctions, and um, uh, both you and Michael have uh, uh, done quite a bit of work on uh, on several of your properties since. How did you guys get involved in domain names in general and geodomains specifically? Well, actually, it was my brother Michael who started acquiring names in 1994 and 1995. And he's actually, he's actually the one who, who had the vision to get the names. Around 1997, I saw what he was doing, and uh, I, I took an interest in it. And my background is sales and marketing, and the names weren't really being monetized. He had developed uh, content on, on some of them. They were starting, you know, they had intuitive traffic, and now they were also starting to compound that with search engine traffic. And uh, I took a look at the, uh, the portfolio he had. I remember it was about June of, May, June of 1997. And I immediately was attracted to the geodomains because I knew I actually knew very little about the Internet. But from a branding uh, perspective, a branding and marketing perspective, I could see that the, the, the city names, the city.com names, would be great for, for generating tourism and, uh, and, uh, and revenue and, get, and uh, getting local advertisers. So, um, so once you guys got the idea around getting geodomain names, what, um, what did you start acquiring first, and how did you allocate your budget? What were some of, the, some of the things you were looking for so that you could ensure success or at least have the best chances for success? Well, back then, the reasons that my brother acquired names would be different than the reasons we acquired the names now. I mean, back then it was simple as Laguna Beach and Palm Springs were, were fun places. And, hey, this would be a fun, a fun name to develop and build something around. It was really kind of that innocent and, and that simple back in the beginning. And geodomains are actually the smaller part of our portfolio. Uh, the cost.coms, the rate.com, sample.com, whiskey, driven, all those, that's actually the majority of our portfolio. But when I came, when I partnered with my brother, when I came aboard in the summer of 97, I kind of, I saw a way to monetize uh, the geodomains. So we, went, so we went for those first, and I started with, actually, I was in Florida visiting 
our parents and our hometown is Boynton Beach, Florida. And coincidentally, we had BoyntonBeach.com. So I started developing that and signing local businesses really on the fly, really, in the, really for almost nothing, just to see how this, this new medium would work and react. And I saw things fairly quickly. And then I just asked my brother, what, what geodomain is really doing the most traffic? If I'm going to go for this, I wanted to really, you know, give it my best shot. And it was PalmSprings.com. So I ended up relocating out to Palm Springs, and it's now our corporate headquarters, uh, in late February 1998. And things quickly, uh, quickly escalated from there. As people, as people, as advertisers came on, they would see the revenue. Uh, the intuitive traffic is still the majority of the traffic to, to, to our geodomains, and it's, uh, they could see the results fairly quickly. So it was, it was easy to, to build a network from there. Yeah, so, so one of the big questions is, is, God, how were those names available back then? Did you get them in the aftermarket, or did you register them from scratch just because you guys got in so early? Register them from scratch. Actually, when I came in in 97, uh, I actually picked up some names like Tangerine.com and, 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 a, and a handful of others. There were still some available. Uh, the way I recall is uh, in 97, a lot came up for renewal. I think it was $100 or something like that, renewal or $70. I can't remember. And it, it's really interesting. Most people didn't want to pay it. So they were dropping these names, and I remember back then you could go on the network solutions and you could see if something was on hold, and you pretty much knew it was going to be released. And I would stay up all night because, you know, it was fun. It was, it was really kind of a fun thing to do and see what names you could get. And uh, uh, it was interesting because when, when I acquired Tangerine.com, about 30 days later, a developer called from Tampa that was interested in buying the name. And it was real easy even back then to see that, that this, was, this was going to be huge. But, yeah, in the beginning, um, my brother was picking up. We, we, bought, we bought very few in the aftermarket. We bought longbeach.com, and wow. our last major acquisition in the summer of 2003, we acquired nashville.com, which was, which was a great buy for us, and it's a, a great add to our geodomain portfolio. So, specifically to geo names, what makes a geo domain name so special besides, you know, obviously being a, a, a city or place or, or location? What are some of the things that you found from owning this geo portfolio that uh, have made it very successful for you or some of the characteristics that are different than other domain names? Well, for one thing, the traffic, whether intuitive, and I do want to emphasize if you own what's called the primary geo domain, especially the .com, like LagunaBeach.com or Acapulco.com, there's a lot of uh, intuitive traffic, and in, in both those uh, sites, it's the majority, even though they, they have very good SEO and very good search engine ranking. But uh, what happens with, with these names is that you, the traffic is pure, whether it's search engine or whether it's intuitive, it's pure. Someone going to LagunaBeach.com or, or Acapulco.com or PalmSprings.com is going there for, for pretty it's easy reason to figure out. I mean, what I noticed back then when banner ads came out, I would see banner ads on sites, and the banner of the advertising really had nothing to do with what the site was about, but I saw why they were doing it, because if you click that banner, that means you were interested in that product or that topic. Well, with the city names, you really didn't have to do that kind of filtering. If someone's going, for instance, to wheelwestpalmbeach.com in Florida, if someone's going to westpalmbeach.com, they're going there for one of two reasons, basically either to, to make plans to visit, or possibly to relocate, buy real estate, maybe a new job relocation, or go to school or something like that. So that's really the advantage. No matter what type of geodomain you have, and there's all different types. You can have a city name. You can have a city and state name. You can have a country name, a city country name, like CaracasVenezuela.com. The advantage is the traffic going to that site from the beginning is going to be obvious to the viewer, and it's right. going to be obvious to the advertiser. 
Right. Now, there's a lot of, um, well, I guess not arguments, but um, I guess questions that are city names more valuable than actual country names, for, for instance. Like, uh, as an example, is Australia.com, in your opinion, worth more than, let's say, Sydney.com? Um, some would say that because Sydney is so much more targeted, that chances of conversion and, and the direct traffic that comes as a result of that would be of higher value. Others would say that Australia has such a broad market that um, your opportunities for success in offering product services information about Australia could be more successful in that light. What's your personal opinion on that? Okay, that's an excellent question. And the best way I can answer it is going back to the beginning. The power we have, when you have intuitive power, Intuitive type in traffic that these that these sites have. That's not from anything we're doing. That's dictated by the public. They're the ones deciding that that name they're associating that city or that state or that country with that brand with that name. It's usually .com because that's what they're mostly familiar with. That's where you get mostly intuitive, intuitive traffic. So it really depends on the situation. For instance, I uh, I can give an analogy with states. Okay, let's talk about certain states. In certain right. states. There are cities which have, like, for instance, you know, Dallas is, is a very popular name. Okay, Dallas, Dallas.com obviously does, does very well. But there's other areas that don't, may not have a well-known city where the state would, would dominate in the public. Like spot. maybe like Iowa, It's really where the public goes. Like, like an Iowa or South Dakota, where exactly. there's not a really good-known city name, I guess, would, it, then all of a sudden those states might be more popular than the city names within those states. Exactly, and, and, and it all depends on the public. I mean, yes, we do very well with SEO and search engine placement, but the power, the real power of these sites, which translates into you know, revenue because of advertising dollars, is, comes from the public. For example, LagunaBeach.com does about 2,500 to 3,000 unique visitors a day. And that's, that's pretty good for a place that only has 26,000 people, but it's a great name. People right. know that name. And then one day I was checking the statistics, and they spiked to 11,000 uniques. And I went, okay, well, what's going on here? And I immediately went online, checked around, and I saw that the show, the MTV show, Laguna Beach, had premiered the night before. Oh. Now, that was the public defaulting to that, to LagunaBeach.com, because that's what they associated that name with. And it's, it, it goes across the board, whether it's cities, countries, and as far as which one has, has the more, is more attractive or is, is, is better known, that really depends on the public's perception. So on the other end, in terms of the domain owner, um, you obviously know some examples where um, some city, states, governments got it right and some got it wrong. What are some of those examples um, in terms of what they've registered and, and what makes the big difference, in your opinion? Well, from, from, a, from a city perspective, which is, which is most of uh, city.com is, is, is most of what my brother and I deal with, uh, very few got it right. It, it's really kind of there's, – there's a couple of reasons for it. I mean, for instance, here in Palm Springs – uh, they were assigned CI, which stands for city, dot palm dash springs dot CA for California dot US for United States. That's wow. what they were assigned. Palmsprings.com was just was just the commercial version of Palm Springs. But remember it's the public who decides. And to them it was a, it was the dot com, you know, revolution, you know, it was like a pop culture thing. And so they, they go to they go to dot com and they go to the primary domain, which when I say primary domain I mean the lowest common denominator, which would be, be palmsprings.com. It right. wouldn't be palmspringscalifornia.com. So when I say primary domain, I mean the most, obvious, the most obvious one. There are some, I mean, I can reel them off. I know that uh, uh, the Santa Monica Visitors Bureau has santamonica.com. The Newport Beach Chamber of Commerce has newportbeach.com. But there's, but there's very few. Actually, a lot of the newspapers 
but not enough. But a lot of the newspapers got it right. The Boston Globe has Boston.com. Uh, Knight Ritter had Miami.com and Florida.com before they, before they sold to McClatchy. So it's, it's, it was actually media who saw it first. But the cities um, really didn't jump on it. And there's also another reason. When I started meeting with uh, businesses and advertisers in 97 and 98, a lot of times I'd be sitting at a meeting and you'd have some very intelligent you know, CEOs or owners of the company, but they'd have a, a tech person there. And when it came to matters of marketing decisions, they would turn to the webmaster, which really, I just sat there going, I, I can't believe this is happening, because they would immediately come back with just asking for statistics, which I could supply, but they weren't asking real revenue questions and real branding questions. And in their minds, the best domain name to buy for their business was either the name of the business exactly, which I call a vanity domain, which is great if people know you, but if they don't, it's better to have something more generic. Or they would try to they would buy an abbreviated version uh, because they believed that the less uh, letters was a more valuable domain, which really um, a, a classic uh, situation was what Gannett did. Gannett has about I don't know forty something newspapers, and most of their original domains. I know since then they bought Cincinnati.com, but most of the original domain names for the newspapers were just the abbreviated version of the newspaper's name. All right. So there's, right. there's a lot of reasons. So using this um, strategy, like you mentioned uh, something that was very interesting. You used, um, you know, what's the lowest common de- de- denominator, which would be, of course, the actual city name and a .com. What would be the second, third, fourth? How would you rate uh, the next choices? Would the second best name for using Palm Springs, as an example, be the .net version? Or would it be Palm Springs CA, Palm Springs California .com? Would it be staying in the .com field and extending the name to the full location? Would it be going to a different extension? How in your mind would you, you know, is there a dash in between things and still keeping a .com? What is the hierarchy in your mind and from your experience on what the best geo names are in order if you can't get the .com? Well, you can't get a couple of factors. If you can't get the actual name, it's United States or it's a foreign name. Okay, so let's start with the U.S. first. For instance, uh, Reno.com, Reno, Nevada, great name. Wish we owned it. We don't. Simple. Everybody knows it. I'm sure they do well. We own the second best one. We own RenoNevada.com. So spelled out Nevada? We own RenoNevada, just RenoNevada.com. That would be number two. Now, if you're talking about overseas, it's, it's a different story. A lot of the country code TLDs have a lot of branding and marketing power within those countries. Uh, .com, to, to me, it means more U.S. and actually global. You kind of capture the, both of those markets. In a lot of countries, though, they're, try, they're starting to push their own uh, country codes, which, you know, has, has, you know, carries some different baggage with it. I mean, for instance, in, in Germany, .de for Deutschland, you know, they've got certain trademark laws that are very different than here. Here you can't trademark a city name. In certain countries you can't. So it, it really, if you're going to invest in those names, you really need to do, do your, do your uh, due diligence and your homework before you, before you jump in. But really it goes, it goes down the line. I mean, you could take a city-state name or instead of Caracas.com, you could have CaracasVenezuela.com, and you could develop that. But, of course, Caracas.com would be, would be preferable. Okay. All right. So then what do you think about the other extensions like .NET and, of course, the resurgence or the, or the new extensions like .mobi, .tv? What are, what are your thoughts and feelings around some of those other extensions with city names these days? Okay. Uh, .NET, .org do have value. Uh, in my opinion, you, you could be trumped by .com, but it depends. If you get a .NET or .org at a really good price, it's definitely going to be worth it. 
uh, and, they, and the person who owns the .com uh, may either buy from you or you can just build it yourself. It, it, depend, it depends on what, at what level you, you come in, what level you buy that. As far as .mobi, um, remains to be seen. I know this got a lot of people starting to bank on it. I've, I've, I was there at the auction, uh, the your moniker auction in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, and the dot movies did real well. So that makes me seen. Dot TV, I'm a little bit more skeptical, only because TV, television, uh, it's a generational thing. You know, a lot of the kids coming up now, they don't really relate to TV. I mean, it's, it's, and that's got to be taken, that's got to be taken into perspective. So I know some people are banking on dot TV. Um, but, you know, you never know. And, and the main thing is, no matter how smart we all think we are, in the end, the public decides. Okay, good. Um, let's move on a little bit to, um, to um, the Associated Cities or, as an organization, how you became involved with them, their importance in what you feel the, the Internet and the online cities across the world, and especially across the United States, are, and some of the initiatives in place for that organization. Associated Cities came together uh, because of two people, Josh Metnick, who owns Chicago.com and now I believe also Illinois.com, and Skip Hoagland, who owns Atlanta.com, Buenosaires.com, Hiltonhead.com, uh, Myrtle Beach, has a nice portfolio. Uh, they came together, and then they decided to put this organization together of, of city names. And it was really, it was really a great idea uh, because at the same time, you had all these satellites like Sean Miller with NewYorkCity.com and Dan Pocrano with SanFrancisco.com and Dallas.com and his portfolio and me and my brother all out there independently doing our own thing. But as you start to build these city sites, you pretty much you pretty much have to come into alignment. There's a certain way to do it, and even though there's, there's variables, there's a basic way to make it work. You're promoting that city to its maximum capacity, accentuating the positive. You're really out there promoting its image, and the better you do that, and the more people that want to come there, the better you're going to do and the advertising going to do. So skip. And uh, Josh got together. Skip actually flew out to see me. We had, uh, we had lunch uh, in Laguna Beach, and it was really funny because he was then going to Vegas. He pretty much made this, this, uh, this route around to meet people. I think he went to San Diego to meet Mark Burgess, went to San Diego.com. And uh, we had a great meeting, and I was very impressed by Josh. And uh, he's got a lot of vision. And uh, what was funny, because both, we both had the same type of Samsonite luggage, so I went to drop him off at John Wayne Airport and to go to Vegas. And when I came back to our Laguna Beach place, I opened up my trunk and I said, "Why do I have two two of my baggage?" And I realized he left without his baggage and flew off to, to Las Vegas. And so, in a roundabout so after way, went, after you went through all his clothes, and then, then you became friends. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, you know, we contacted. And I said, "I said, Josh, I think I have your luggage." <laughs> but it was really, it was really kind of funny because he was in such a rush, and um, you know, to be on a schedule. But after that, Dan Procano came in. Sean, I think Sean Miller from NewYorkCity.com came in about the same time as uh, me and my brother. We came in in late 2004. It's a very important organization, and to get all of us in the same room and to try to agree on things in the beginning was, was a little difficult, and, and Josh gave a great analogy. He says, like, bringing together the 13, the 13 colonies. But we realized that we had to, we had to make this work, because what we represented, we all knew independently that... These geodomains are really the jewels in the crown, the domain names. They really are. And so it was, it was also a very healthy organization because we could, we could share best practices. And there was never a problem because I could tell somebody exactly what I was doing with com, which, which Dan Pocrano was very interested in and started using on, on his portfolio, which helped him monetize better, uh, because there's only one primary domain, primary geodomain per city. 
So there is no competition in that way. So right. we could all share best practices. We also have standards. Uh, for a while, I was on the membership committee. Just because you own a geodomain does not mean you can join Associated Cities. You have to be doing something with it, something that you know, we, feel, we feel is the right thing to do. We feel it's really promoting the area. You just can't put a bunch of links up in some photos, which we've had people try to do, but they understand. It's, what we ask them to do is it's fairly simple, but it's important. And then, then they come back in. But we've got now between somewhere around 85 to 100 members that, that are the core group. And uh, it's really important. There's no other organization like it. I mean, I can't think of one uh, that, that is all built around this type of, of on a singular market like this that's so organized. Yeah, and it's really, really powerful uh, what you guys have been able to pull together and the way that you've linked to each other and look at each other not as competitors but as partners in, a, in an overall, you know, local geo-targeted search strategy, which, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not, the fact that we can share best practices the way that we do and be non-competitive because, because of the nature of what we all own is, is, is amazing. And I don't, I, don't think this, I don't think there is anything like it or will ever be anything like it again in the domain name world. Right, right. Hey, let me ask you a question that's come up a lot of times, too. Uh, um, you know, going back in time to the Barcelona.com case, a lot of people have questions about um, cities, countries, uh, location rights of, uh, to those domain names and what precedence has been established across the world. Um, obviously, the Barcelona case uh, established a lot of precedence and uh, I guess maybe was one of the key cases, if not the key case, that said a domain name is property but not necessarily belongs to the country or state or city of origin. What's the, what's the legality around owning a city name or a famous location or, or a famous place like that? And what, are, what risks do you have, if any, now that there's been established uh, legal uh, proceedings in some of these uh, decisions uh, to owning one of these names? You guys have obviously owned um, many of the city names, been very successful with it, been able to monetize it, and have worked with the governments um, and uh, local communities to actually enhance what the value of those online properties are by offering product services and, and services that uh, people who go to those cities, states, and countries uh, you know, want to go to and tourist stuff. Um, give us your background on that. Yeah, the Barcelona.com incident, that was, that was really, uh, when that happened, that really got our attention. In fact, uh, my brother and I and, and a lot of other people, we contributed to, to uh, Juan's legal defense fund. Because what happened with that is they were either leasing it or using it with the Barcelona City Council. And this has happened a couple times in the U.S. And all of a sudden, some attorney gets creative and says, you know what, you know, we can just take it. We'll just, we'll just sue it. And just sue him. And what happened was, is I think... I don't know how it actually went down, because usually, usually arbitration, I can arbitration, is usually pretty fair. I, I, I read a lot of the, uh, a lot of the decisions, and we've won a couple ourselves, not with our geodomains, with our non-geos. And um, so I remember it was someone from Chile, the country Chile. He, was, he used to be head of tourism, and he actually voted to, to, to give it to Barcelona City Council, and it actually went to them, and it created an uproar, because this was a really interesting situation, because you can't do that in the U.S., and I think what it boiled down to, I remember it was turned around, I think, in the, in, the, in the Fourth Circuit Court in Virginia. I think it was where they finally turned around and he got the name back. But I think what it boils down to is .com, for all intents and purposes, is, is the United States creation. And it really isn't subject to foreign, to foreign law. Now, that's why these CCTLDs may be popping up, because, because I think they are. I could be wrong here. I'm not an attorney. But I think they are. And what happened with that... If he finally got the name back, I know Myrtle Beach uh, City Council went after Skip Hoagland and Skip won. Uh, I think, though, if you have a development or something you give a name for that's part of your company, you know, that's, that's yours. But if it's a city, 
and the name's in the public domain, and the city's been around, you know, forever. That's different. You know, that's, that's, they've ruled that differently many times. But also overseas, I remember stmaritz.com, uh, it was, the owner, the owner was allowed to keep it. Um, it's really, it's really, it's really coming down to U.S. Uh, versus, you know, an overseas mentality, and I think that's where the CCTLDs are starting to pop up. I know the .EUs, they're squirrely when it comes to things like that. But with our organization, that's why we have uh, standard, best standards and, and practices for all our members. I mean, for example, if someone were to take a city name, and those, like I said, those city names all get intuitive traffic and decided they were going to use it as a porn site. Right. I would believe the city could take that name because they're using the name in a that really besmirches the city. They're using that traffic and they're throwing it in a way uh, to exploit it. But you know, I've never seen anyone do that in the U.S. And if they ever did, whether they would, they would definitely hear from us. Right. Uh, but right. uh, it really comes down. It, it, it's really yeah. The Barcelona.com that was an interesting that was an interesting situation. It took a while to turn around, but I'm glad they did. Yeah, I mean that that definitely helped the industry. So. Um, but because uh, that kind of established that uh, that you know the city or state or government doesn't own the rights to a particular uh, city name, it's uh, first come first serve, and um, as long as they're not violating laws, they're they're entitled to that property. Well, I can tell you, a lot of the Palm Springs businesses, we do very well for them, and they're very happy that we have the name and built it the way we have instead of it being a government site. Even right, I mean, you're obviously tourism. promoting tourism and, and more money um, for the entire city by having these particular city names because you're, you're giving a place uh, where consumers are typing in and providing them linguistically driven links and things they want to see, click on, see, reserve hotels, book dinner reservations, and without that you may have maybe um, hardly any of them uh, converting into customers. Well, uh, and, uh, and also, you know, a lot of the tourism sites in the cities, the, the, uh, like the visitors bureaus and the convention and visitors bureaus, they get the bed tax. They're funded by the city. We, we, we have no such, uh, you know, pillow to sit on. With us, with PalmSprings.com or, or Acapulco, it comes down to us generating revenue for the clients, or we don't get paid, and then we won't have a company. So we actually have to adhere to a much higher standard. Than, than a local uh, business bureau or CVB because they're they're funded. If they put something up and it really just drives traffic or maybe doesn't do something as well for a client, they're not they're not really held to any type of, of you know typical business penalty, whereas which means losing the advertiser and then you can go out of business. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about the conference itself, which is uh, going on um, in San Francisco from. It looks like the fifteenth uh, through the seventeenth. Uh, let's talk about the conference, the, some of the highlights of what people can get out of the conference, how some people can come and attend, and of course uh, the great auction that's going to be on that Saturday, which is the last day. Right. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's Friday the sixteenth and Saturday the seventeenth. It's the sixteenth and seventeenth. Uh, this is the second annual one we've held. The last one was in Chicago. Uh, it was very successful. This one, I can tell by the. Uh, I'm on the steering committee. I can actually see by the rooms reserved at the W Hotel. It's going to be two, three times uh, the size. Uh, this is uh, it's sponsored by Associated Cities. Uh, to get into Associated Cities, you have to be a city.com. However, this geodomain expo is for anyone that owns any type of geodomain. It could be a CCTLD. It could be a .org, .net, uh, city state. It could be any combination. And what what is so great about this uh, this expo? Is that you? I'll be speaking about advertising, sales, and revenue. You can have other members speaking to Apple Connor speaking, and what we do is we can show anyone and share with them 
you know, what we've done, how, we, how we've monetized these sites and generated our revenue. We basically, we basically spill it out for them. And um, it's anyone who goes to this, they're, they're not going to walk away without getting something out of it. Right, right. So that's good. And um, so how, um, can, can the general public come and attend? How would they go and sign up? And uh, what do you think they'll get out of it? Well, absolutely. They can go to AssociatedCities.com, and they'll see the uh, 2007 Geodomain Expo in San Francisco logo. Just just click on that, and it's you know there's actual. It'll show them how to uh, how to uh, you know log in and and, uh, and reserve their ticket. Well, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people who have portfolios that have pretty impressive portfolios are now getting into the geodomain uh, industry. Uh, one is Kevin Ham. He recently acquired Vancouver.com. Fantastic uh, geodomain. Right. Yes, right. Yeah, he's so, he's uh, on a he's on a, a warpath to get the other geo names for sure. Yes, he's also got Wichita. He's picked up some more. He's he's uh, we we I met him actually uh, recently. I met him for the first time at traffic in Florida, and uh, uh, you know we had a long talk, long chat. He's a great guy, and uh, I I told him I, he's he's coming, and I said Kevin, the great thing about this is all the guys basically spill it out how they uh. How how they've done it, how to monetize it, and we we share and trade ideas. If we see something better, somebody else is doing, we'll use it on our city site. Yeah, for sure. Good. So, how's business for Castello Brothers? Uh, talk uh, talk to us about the current business. What what's on your plate for uh, for the future? And then uh, we'll wind up with some tips and tricks about how other domainers can get into the geo market uh, or in the domain business in general. And some of the things you've learned throughout the years. I know that you were on the panel at Traffic uh, just a couple weeks ago and, and provided some great insight on um, building out strategies for domain names and what's next on the plate. Well, we've been concentrating, uh, and it actually started, uh, actually the first time I also met you, it was, it was October, uh, 2006 at the Traffic East. So the one, the one a year before. And it, it seems strange it's only been a year, but so much has, has happened since then. For the first 10 years, my brother and I basically built the network on our geo domains, you know, and built everything going. And then we looked at each other and we said, you know, most of our portfolio is still not our geo domains. We have these, we have these major names. So we went down there and that's where, uh, we actually met Amar Kuba and Kevin Vo from uh, Fox Conversions. They, they own Traffic Z and, and Lease This. And we just started talking. And out of that came a development deal for our cost.com. And the, uh, the thing about our geodomain is our officers and the people who work for us, it's all built on sales and marketing. We have, we have very few tech people. So the city names on a technological level are, are extremely simplistic. It's, it's almost like a, a, a daily paper. On the internet, it's very simplistic splash pages, but they it, they generate a lot of revenue, and that's why they have over ninety percent resigning rate. But to get to use the technology necessary to get a cost.com and the other names I'll discuss in a second, that was pretty much way above and beyond the way we had built CCIN. And that type of infrastructure is over at uh, at Kevin and Amar's place over in Los Angeles. We visit the office many times. They have they have a great large staff working on cost.com and. To watch the way that site has progressed, I think the uh, first version was put up in New York in June. The second version is done, and, and, and where it's going to be, it's, it's basically a two, three-year project. It's going to be one of the most comprehensive shopping sites in the world when it's finished. And that was a name. It, what attracted them was a the name. Also, my brother and I, with our geo-marketing experience, that'll, that'll come into play when uh, it's coming into play now as we develop these names with these, with these uh, people we're partnering with, and that's kind of what we're looking for now. We're, we're starting to concentrate on our non-city names. Whiskey.com, full-time editor on that site. 
Uh, Kennel.com, we just uh, started really kicking the gear two weeks ago. Uh, coming down the pike will be Rate.com and Sample.com, uh, Bullion.com. So we're starting to, now that we have, you know, we've, we've built our foundation with the geodomains, now we're starting to concentrate on the rest of the portfolio. Because in, in the summer of 1997, it was, it was really to make a choice. And when I came in to partner with Michael, I targeted the geodomains. It could have been the other way, but we targeted you the mains, became very successful, and now we're starting to target the rest of the portfolio. But it's really, it's really coming down to uh, meeting the right people, and that's why you know, we really didn't go to any of these conferences before October 2006. You know, we didn't see, you know, we were just too busy to do our own thing. Now that we've started going, we go, we go constantly now. We meet people. At the last one for the first time, so we met Kevin Ham and met Frank Schilling, two great guys that have done extremely well in the business. And we meet a lot of other people. And, and my brother and I, in a lot of ways, we're real estate owners. We have a lot of beachfront property. And there's a lot of guys out there that are good at developing, let's say, hotels and casinos. And if we come together in the right way, it's a good match. It's not that black and white because my brother and I also know how to develop, especially in a, in a, in a, ge- a geomonetization way. But um, that's, that's where we are now. That's where, that's where we're developing, and that's our focus. Uh, it's great. Well, you guys have been extremely successful and uh, have then have set a great example about how to how to really build out a site, be successful with it, and then uh, use the same philosophy across other sites. And like you said, it's the smallest part of your portfolio, so I'm sure you're using some of the uh, techniques uh, from what you've learned on the geo side and uh, or have already done that on some of the uh, other domain name side. And I know I've been successful in selling some of your names and offering some of your names for sale, and they do go for premium dollars, so you've done a great job of acquiring uh, you know, premium properties. If If I was starting out, you know, um, new again. Uh, what's your main advice about getting the right properties, being successful um, today, knowing what we know now, knowing how the market's expanding, knowing how domain values have appreciated, and knowing that they're going to appreciate, uh, continue to appreciate in the future, and with limited uh, possible limited resources. Which, what would you advise somebody new or somebody that's been in the market for a while that now wants to get into the geo side, like a Kevin Ham? Um, and be successful at it. Well, I'm, I'm going to address. I'm going to address both. You said someone without resources. I'm going to address someone without resources. And I'm going to give suggestions for someone with resources. I met both of those type of people at the traffic conference. So I'm going to address both. If you have okay. the money, go for a name that makes sense, that has intuitive traffic, that you have a vision for. That's real important. Uh, the, a name is only worth what you can do with it. And I've never seen that you know more obvious than in the geodomain world. And so if you have the money, go for it. I mean, it was really funny. At one point, um, my, brother has an, my brother Michael has an interesting story. There was someone uh, about five, five, six years ago who wanted to buy whiskey.com. And they offered 1000 Maybe this was like eight years ago. It was probably a long time ago before the price started. Offered 1000 and Mike said, no, 10000 I think it was a gentleman from Germany. And he said, no, it's too much. Two years later, he called. He said, you know what? I'm going to offer you $10,000. My, no, now it's $100,000. And this cat-and-mouse game kept going to the point where we finally said, you know what, we're just going to develop it ourselves, and that's what we're doing now. And that says a lot about if you see something and you have a vision for it and you, you know you can monetize it and it has, it has the intuitive traffic, if the public is seeing a name, and I'm talking about generic names and real big names, if the public seeing the name the same way you do, go for it. I mean, bet the farm on it. I have a lot of respect for people who took names like eBay and Amazon, which you would not naturally relate to the, those businesses, and built a great business model, and that's great. But what we're discussing here is basically going with the current. 
surfing on the wave that comes to this intuitive traffic. Because if, if, there's, there's, if a site has intuitive traffic, that means the public's already seeing it a certain way. And if you compound and build on that, it's like swimming with the current. You go twice as fast and you make twice as much money. So that's for the people that have the resources. Uh, at the auction, I mean, there were certain names there that if I was coming in and had the money, it was, it was obvious how to monetize some of those. And some of those should have gone past the reserve and people should have bought. There are a lot of people out there that have the money, you know, if they feel in their, in their heart and their intuition, go for it. Uh, when I came out to Palm Springs, I packed up a T-Bird, and there was no way to get back. In fact, I blew my engine when I came into Palm Springs. And I said, okay, great, I just burned my boats on the beach. And that was it. I made it work. And if it hadn't, it would have been a pretty story for me because I really committed myself financially. But I knew it was going to, and I just kept going to it did until it did. Now, the other side of the coin, if someone does not have resources, well, if you look at a circle... In the middle of the bullseye would be the most obvious major geodomains, okay, the biggest ones that are out there that are obvious names. But as you move further and further to the outside, you know, there's less desirability and less price. But there comes a point, because the market's expanding, you buy on that outside limit. You see where the market's going, and you try to judge it a year or two down the road. I'll give you an example. When we picked up RenoNevada.com, we picked it up very, you know, we bought that in the aftermarket, I think, for a grand. And at the time, people were saying, no, no, not city state, you just got to do city. But we're thinking, once the city names are all up to a certain level, then it goes to, it goes to the next level down, which would be city state. Well, now, as you know, it was a Boise, Idaho, sold for like, what, 60, 65 grand. And, you know, Nevada is much more desirable than Boise, Idaho from a lot of different, you know, marketing perspectives. Well, it just shows how the market went up. Um, I know a lot of people who are doing this. Uh, my father-in-law is a top home inspector in Palm Beach County, and what I advised him to do a year ago was to buy every every version, every city name with the word home inspector, home inspections, home inspection, you know, all 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 those variations. So he went out and bought 300 domain names. He a year later, he's already having people approaching him at a thousand dollars a pop in each of those respective cities to buy those names. Wow, that's great. So. But what he did was, at the, he goes, wow, they're all available. And at that, at that point, that was going to stop him. And you know, that almost stopped my brother in the beginning. When the names were free, my brother was thinking, well, these names are free. Maybe they're not worth anything. And he said, no, no. In my heart, I think they are, and he went for them. And that's what you have to do. You really have to be a lone wolf in this business. If you're going to be affected by what other people are doing and not trust your instincts, you're never going to make it in any business, never mind this business. You have to go with your gut. But if you see... If you, it's like you go, it's almost going to the edge of a city where you're going into the forest where it's not developed yet, and there's no water, and there's no streets, and there's no electricity. But you can see the way the city is expanding. It's eventually going to, it's eventually going to get there. It's, it's what people do in real estate. Well, this is real estate too. So you buy it on the further end of, of the edge of the circle, where people aren't really looking, but you can see they're going to be there in a year or so. Yeah, that's great. Uh, great insight. Any other last uh, tips or tricks uh, that you uh, that you know maybe you've uh, you guys have discovered that maybe aren't publicly known out there that could really help the listening audience um, on anything that has to do with you know being successful on the internet or with domain names specifically? A lot of what we did, you know, in retrospect, was 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 fairly was fairly logical. We 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 just. Uh, you know, the way we built the cities, even the way we charged advertising. I didn't like the click-through situation. didn't make sense to me, but there wasn't enough money in it. And I said, well, wait a minute. Newspapers charge a flat rate and on a year contract, and that's what we do. We charge a yearly contract for advertising on those city sites, and every year or so, 
as the city starts progressing, they, the rates go up. That's how, that's how the front page of PondSwings.com got to that amount. It was built up over time. It certainly didn't start there. But that's what we did because it made sense to us. You know, you have to go. The one thing I'm going to stress to anybody listening is they have to go with their intuition. I've met people that could have been so successful by now, but they just either they talk themselves out of it or let somebody else talk themselves out of it. I see it a lot at the auction where I see certain names come up. And, I mean, our portfolio is so large now, we're not even looking to acquire. We're more interested in developing. But I'm looking, I'll sit in to watch some of these names come up, and I'll be sitting there thinking, wow, that's a great name. And right. I'll see people kind of lean forward in their seats, thinking, should they go for it? Well, you know what? If they, they should go for it. Uh, if they feel that if they go, with, if they learn to trust their intuition, it's the only way they're going to make it in this business. Right. Well, that's great insight. Well, David, uh, I really appreciate your time uh, tonight on Domain Masters. Uh, we covered a lot of ground, and uh, you guys have obviously uh, have a recipe for success and have been successful on your on your geo uh, targeted uh, domain name strategy as well as your your base generic domain names. And we look forward to working with you in the future, and um, and also uh, supporting the Associated Cities uh, initiative and holding a great auction there. And um, it's just great to know you and uh, have you in the industry. That's for sure. Okay, Bonnie. I'll uh, thank you, and I'll see you in San Francisco. Yeah, see you in a couple weeks. Take okay, care. Take care. Well, that uh, winds up another great week of uh, Domain Masters. Uh, we'll be broadcasting um, live uh, the auction from the GEO auction, uh, the Associated Cities Conference, um, on Saturday, uh, the 17th. Um, and uh, that will both be web-streamed and uh, probably be on webmasterradio.fm through uh, Domain Masters Hookup. Um, also, next week, uh, we'll have an uh, update from the ICANN meeting in L.A. There's been a lot of activity going on, a lot of uh, ground covered on all aspects of domaining, uh, including some new extensions, uh, privacy, who is, uh, issues, um, um, some of the stuff that's going on with sales and trademark infringement and tasting and all kinds of things. So uh, Victor Pitts uh, will be uh, working with uh, Jonathan Frakes from uh, uh, from the domain industry and uh, broadcasting uh, live from the ICANN meeting, and that will be on next week's show. Uh, with that said, um, we appreciate your time, and uh, we'll see you next week with another great show on Domain Masters. Be the master of your domain, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.